Welcome to another episode of Complete Developer Podcast, the podcast by coders for coders about all aspects of creating your best life as a developer. I'm Will, the accomplished developer, author, and software architect. And I'm Beach, the journeyman developer sharing my journey in development. Complete Developer Podcast is supported by listeners like you. We are now on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Complete Developer Podcast. You've made it. You've accomplished your goals. What now? How do you continue to be successful? Success and failure are intertwined and success, if not stable, can and will lead to failure in the future. In this episode, we're going to look at several areas of success and how, if unchecked, they can lead to future failure. But if stabilized, will help to maintain future success. These are all based on notes from a talk given by John Maxwell. But before we get started, Will, what have you been stabilizing this week? My freaking network. Oh, yeah. You were telling me about that earlier. Oh, man. I got DDWRT on a Netgear Nighthawk router, and I thought I could do separate VLANs with separate access points on it. I have an unmanaged switch, so I was like, okay, I'll get a managed switch so that you know the VLAN you know, it can be on the trunk, basically. And I fought with that firmware for more than half of the weekend and finally gave up and reverted back to what I had. So now I have a managed switch coming and I have a new Orbi system that has like the multiple networks like built in where I don't have to do crazy low level config and, you know, fiddle with, you know, what, you know, what signal output and how wide the band is off the radios and all that kind of stuff. And that'll be here Sunday. So yeah, I had a, it was a pretty annoying weekend, honestly, just fighting with config and and stuff like that. But I'm hoping I'll have things in better shape. It would have been nice if it had worked. It would be about $400 cheaper than it ended up being. So yeah. I, have, I have about $700 worth of equipment coming in. Oh, wow. Because I got, I got a business class things on both. Where it's like, Yikes. hey, some dude whose who's only job is not, you know, fiddling with firmware runs these things in production in an environment that has to stay stable. So that, like I... I've really overbought, but you know this will get rid of the problem forever. Because I'm trying to set up multiple VLANs. I want to have one for me, one for my wife and daughter, one for guests, and one for IoT equipment. Especially, you know, because I, I feel like a lot of that equipment is really sketchy uh, at, at best. I'm like it does not need access to anything. I, I do have to say, man, I am very proud of you for for actually like putting out the money because I know. That is something that is not easy for you. You're not the type to buy the big thing. You're like, oh, hey, I I will take this open source and work with it and figure it out and spend the time. So like the fact that you're like, hey, you know what? This isn't working. I'm just going to do do the thing that makes my life easier. I'm, I'm proud of you, dude. You're making progress. That's awesome. Well, the thing that, the f- thing that finally made me crack uh, was not being able to copy a MAC address out of DDWRT to put it into a different part of the interface. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I needed to set up rules for my daughter so that she can't, you know, be on the internet at eleven thirty at night on a school night, and I had to manually enter it, and I had to do it twice because, like, the time policy, like the beginning and the end, you know, the beginning has to be before the end. Well, guess what? Seven thirty at night is considered after five thirty in the morning, so I had to make two policies and apply them, both of them to both of her devices. So I had to re-enter all of her device MAC addresses twice. Oh wow. That's ridiculous. This is so dumb. I'm I'm out. So yeah, it like if you see me spend money like that, it's probably a snapped. Yeah, yeah. 
No, I know. I know. Yeah. So how about you? So I will be uh, down in Atlanta if you guys are, um, are in the area on uh, on the 17th. So about a week and a few days after this episode comes out. So if you're listening to this and you're down in Atlanta, check me out at uh, the Atlanta Developer Conference, given my uh, talk on leadership. That's my anniversary. That's coming up quick. Oh, yeah. yeah, it is, isn't it? But yeah, yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be down there talking to uh, to the developers there about uh, leading by influence. I've given that talk a few times, and uh, actually reading another book on the topic right now. So yeah, that's uh, that's the big exciting news for me. I'm also uh, Code Mash opened up their CFP, so I've put in one talk so far. I've got uh, another one that I've started working on that uh, I'm going to submit for it as well. I might submit a third one. I haven't decided, but uh, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get up to uh, to Ohio in January for Code Mash. So that'll be a lot of fun too. But uh, yeah. So that's that's kind of what's going on with me. Um, I was telling Will before the the call. I uh, I bought uh, some new leather for uh, for riding my motorcycle since it's my primary mode of transportation at the moment. Since my uh, my car broke down, I sold the car. Oh, I forgot to tell you guys that. Yeah, the the busted up car. I uh, I sold it last weekend. So someone wanted it. They're gonna. I think he's a mechanic. He's gonna come and and work on it on his own. And I was like, hey, that's perfectly fine. But uh, got it out of my yard. Got me a little bit of uh, a little bit of cash. So it's a good deal. I think everybody was happy all over the place. So that was uh, that was really good. That was a good entrepreneur mobile for you, though. I mean, really, like that lets you be able to drive to work and get things stable. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, that was that was really good. Um I was talking to a friend's dad about a coworker's truck. Um, but I haven't heard back from him in a few days, so I think that fell through. So I'm actually looking interesting thing about trucks is I can buy a brand new truck for the same price as I can get a used truck and get better deals on it. So like right now, I think Toyota has a zero percent financing for 48 months it's not too bad i may have to go look some yeah mine's getting kind of dodgy and i haven't had air conditioning in three years yeah so i'm i'm looking at oh hey you know very baseline truck i mean the baseline truck has everything i want in it and so if i can if i can find one i'm probably just gonna go get it i mean i don't want a car payment but you know i can afford one now so so it might be time to have one for a short short amount of time so so we want to give a uh, warm welcome to our newest patron, Jasmine. Uh, she sent us a nice message on Patreon, and we want to welcome her to our crew of supporters. So thank you. Yeah, hey, thank you. We're, we're glad, uh, glad you're here. She, uh, she said she's been, been listening to us uh, for a few years now. And so thank you for listening, and thank you for supporting us. Saving money is hard, especially when you have to buy a new vehicle. Lucas Casares is a fee-only certified financial planner. He owns and runs Level Up Financial Planning virtually out of Fort Collins, Colorado. Yeah, and just like us here at Complete Developer Podcast, his focus is on helping you not only establish a real plan, but to take action so that you can live your best life. Yeah, and the point of investing in financial planning services is really about whether you can improve your finances more than you paid. And with the help of Level Up, the compounding impact of making better financial decisions will easily pay for itself. 
Yeah. Level Up has a unique pricing model so that no matter where you are in your financial journey, whether you are fresh out of college, a brand new software developer, or you are a grizzled veteran just a few years away from retirement, Lucas has a plan for you. Lucas is also a fiduciary for his clients, which means that he is not here to sell you a product, but to actually guide you to a better financial situation. In other words, he doesn't get benefit from necessarily selling you one thing or another. It's, it's more about helping your growth curve. So you can catch his podcast, Techie Personal Finance Bootcamp, where he covers financial topics that you probably face and interviews other IT professionals who share how they navigated their careers. You can also learn a lot more at levelupfinancialplanning.com. So we'll start with a quote from Bill Gates. Success is a lousy teacher. It makes smart people think that they can't lose. Right. Success is accomplishing your goal. It's getting to the finish line first. Success is getting an app in production on time and under budget. It's having a startup or building an app that actually brings in revenue. Success also sets us up for failure. Failure is the place where we learn and grow. Failure is where we find out what doesn't work, what needs to change, potentially what doesn't scale, and what needs to be completely removed from our process. It's through failure that we learn how to become successful. Unfortunately, the reverse is not true at all. Uh, Success doesn't teach us how to fail. Instead, it has a tendency to make us forget how to take risks and actually fail and recover from it. When we're successful, we become fearful of failure. And success does not set us up for future success. And this is actually one of the things we've talked about on here quite a bit, is the whole thing of what got you here isn't going to get you to the next step. Exactly. Exactly. So in a keynote uh, given at the Grow Leader Conference that I attended, John Maxwell, a well-known name in the world of business and leadership, talked about how success is not inherently stable. Um, and it just really stuck out to me because we've talked a lot about it on here and because it's such an integral part of a lot of the conversations we've had. Um, what gets you here isn't the same thing that maintains success or even leads to future success. So in his talk, he listed out several areas where success is actually a detriment to future success. In this episode, we're going to talk about six areas or things that success brings that can detract from future successes. For each one, we'll look at how it comes, what it is, and how to overcome it. These come from notes that Beach took in a keynote given by John Maxwell. And you can check out his successful people series of books if you're interested in more of this stuff. We have not been successful yet at getting him as a guest on the show. So this is the next best thing. This is notes from a talk that Beach attended. And by the way, if anybody has any connections or any ability to like send him messages about coming on the show, please do that. That would be yeah. awesome. I've reached out several times through, uh, through the people I know at his organization and through um, the official channels. And uh, yeah, we're, we, we haven't quite, quite got there yet, but uh, one day we hope to have him on, uh, on the podcast. So, so the first area of success or effect of success that, uh, that John Maxwell listed in his talk was power. And power that comes from success, it's the control or authority over your environment, your work, what you do at your job, 
and even others around you. Yeah, as as you become more successful, more people and institutions are going to put their trust in you, which in a lot of cases does make you more successful, which means more people trust you. Um, and this gives you power in those situations. Yeah, uh, in these situations, you know, when you are successful, people are going to say, hey, he has authority here. He understands this or she understands this. So let's give them more authority. Um, it's like the the problem with responsibility. The better you are at handling responsibility, the more responsibility you get a lot of times. Well, and the corollary to that is the Peter principle, right? You eventually get promoted beyond your ability. Right, right. Um, that, uh, that does tend to happen sometimes. But uh, yeah, as you accumulate power through continued success, you can start to see yourself almost as infallible or too important to fail. Or if you're a bank, too big to fail. Yeah, well, and if the right people put their trust in you, where they're where they're over the barrel with you, yeah, yeah, you're you're in control, right? Now, if you want to stabilize power, the way to do that is accountability. Now, that is the willingness to accept responsibility for your own actions. By the way, this is a feedback loop that you need anyway. Mm-hmm. It keeps you from doing dumb things with the power you have and squandering it. So, since you mentioned that, basically all of these are feedback loops. Like the this entire thing, the stabilizers for these areas of success are basically how to set up a feedback loop so that 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 feedback kind of brings you into balance. I mean, you guys can't see what I'm doing with my hands, but Will can, so he understands. Yeah, he's pretending to be a mummy. Um, <laughs> that's sorry, man. That's what it looked like from here. Fair enough. <laughs> you know? Fair enough. You're like trying to keep the wrappings on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Crawl out of a pyramid. Yeah. As, uh, as you become successful, you want to set yourself up people who you trust to keep that power in check. People you can be accountable to. You know, uh, so the way you get to success a lot of times is through a mastermind group. And so this is kind of a similar idea to a mastermind group, but it's on the other side of success. It's an accountability group. Right. Well, it's, you know, to some degree, Part of the reasons the mastermind concept works so well for getting you to success is it actually puts this in place. Yeah. You know, from the get go, because you're going to accumulate power probably before you realize you have it. And that keeps that feedback loop there so you don't squander it before you're paying attention enough to actually fix, fix problems. Now, you need to have people ask you accountability questions regularly. And they, well, not just anybody, but these particular yeah, like people. yeah, these people, right? Uh, you know, not just some rando who isn't trying to be successful either, because they'll ask you the wrong questions. Yeah, yeah. But they need to ask you. You know, the most important one really is: Have you lied when answering any of the other accountability questions? Right? Because if you're lying to them, you're you're probably also lying to yourself. Mm-hmm. If you, you know, right. if you feel the need to deceive, uh, that that's a complete red flag. Yeah, and this was one of the ones that. Uh, that John said was the most important. He said he has about five or six questions that his people ask him. And then at the very end, they ask, have you lied when answering any of the other questions? And yeah, he's like, you got to really take a hard look at yourself because that's a hard one to answer sometimes. Yeah. Well, and, and lying is corrosive, right? Like there's, there's something I've noticed with people that have been in my social circle that have done a lot of lying or during periods of time in my life when I was really, really, not confident and let's just say bent the truth. 
um, yeah. about a lot of stuff, even if it's just like little white lies, you know, it, it corrodes you. And it's not just that it makes it where you are less ethical with regard to what you will do or what you will put up with, but it makes it where you can't see truth. And I mean, it, it, that is the most dangerous thing here, right? Is like not being able to receive from the feedback loop. Yeah. I mean, that you're right. That's the thing. If you don't have that accountability, basically none of the rest of this matters because you're not going to apply it. So the next area that, uh, that you have with success is money. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's usually part of the definition of success for a lot of people is having money from it. As you become successful, you will start to see money come in. This should lead to opportunity and less stress over money. And in, in most cases, it does. Like the idea is, hey, now I'm, I'm successful. I've got, well, let's just use me as an example. You know, I got the job as a software developer. That was a success. I had money coming in. You know, I had I had enough money to to take care of myself. I wasn't like struggling month to month. It was, hey, I've got enough money to have a little bit of excess to set some aside, you know, and those sorts of things. When um, when for a while there, as I was working my way up there, I didn't have that. I was living paycheck to paycheck, uh, sometimes a little, you know, beyond paycheck to paycheck, and you know, stretching. Yeah, I remember those days. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. The other thing too is like, I feel like there's almost a curve there. Like there's, there's a low level of, of money where you have a certain amount of stress and you get a little bit more and your stress goes up before you get a little bit more and it goes back down. Yeah. Because you're like, I don't want to lose this, this thing that's keeping my head above water. Right. And so, so there's kind of a weird thing there, but yeah, getting rid of the stress over money will help you, you know, it, it helps you compound your growth. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem that money poses to success is that you start to become extremely bottom line driven. You know, we've, we've known some people like that. They've gotten some, they've gotten some money go, coming in and now that's the only thing they think about, right? Like you, you, know, you and I had that conversation at the beginning of the podcast where like I won't spend money on stuff that would actually help me and save me a lot of time a lot of times because I still like fight that tendency. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, you know, it's like, oh, I just, I get mad, go spend that money and, and fix it, but won't do that. And what ends up happening is you're not willing to take the kinds of risks that brought you to the success that you have because you fear that you're going to backslide. Uh, you'll see this a lot. Well, with people like in our grandparents' generation, especially, you know, where they lived through the depression and the war and, yeah. you know, got used to washing off aluminum foil and reusing it, that kind of mentality. And I mean, I've known people that have had basically small mansions lived like that and like clipped coupons. And I'm like, you're worth millions of dollars and you're walking into Kroger with coupons. Um, and it's, it's that same, it's that mindset extended further out. No. Now, the stabilizer for this issue with money is generosity. Being generous with your money keeps you from being controlled by your money. Yeah. It also helps the people in your ecosystem. Yeah. Right. Like if you just want to look at it and go, oh, I don't believe in charity. It's like, well, if I'm helping the people around me, it's still making everything better. And like that, it's, it's really strange how that comes back and ends up helping you grow. Like it, it's not that you should do it with the intent of, of the growth. It's just, it's weird how not useless that is. Mm-hmm. Like it's counterintuitive. It really is. Yeah. And, you know, the thing here is, 
if you are prudent and wise with your money, it enables you to be generous. And if you're also prudent and wise, you're you're probably not you know digging a hole that you can't get out of either. Mm-hmm. Um, and it keeps you from overextending yourself. Um, that's one of the reasons we you know we we advertise uh, Lucas's services over at uh, Level Up uh, because he can help you with that. Yeah, you know, with putting the money in the right place so that you're not worried about it all the time, so that you can get your brain out of that headspace. Yeah, that's uh, that's one of the big benefits of the service that Lucas does provide is he helps you understand and use your money wisely. Now, speaking of the next thing uh, in the mix uh, involved with wisdom, <laughs> heavily intertwined with wisdom, that is ego. Success can become a precursor to narcissism. You know, the more successful you are, the more highly you can start to think of yourself and get away with it. You know, there's really a whole genre of music dedicated to look at me. Yeah, there, there, there is. But like, it's there's one I, I really noticeable. I didn't want to call it out by name, but yeah, there, there's a there, there is, and it's well, and it, and it, and that that music a lot of times serves people that are in a situation that's not good, right? And, you know, that's almost a useful stepping stone for them, to, to be 100% honest, is to, is to feel like you're worthy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not it's not a bad thing, but there is this whole thing. And if you're not careful with it, it can become something that goes from, hey, this is this is me doing this to make myself feel like I'm I'm worthy that I that I deserve to be here to like this is an issue. Right. I'm better than other people because of the the longer you're at the top, um, the longer you're successful, the longer you're not pushing and you're not really struggling to get there. And the easier it becomes to forget how much work and sacrifice that went into being successful, yeah, which is why it's, you know, it's, it's also dangerous to be born on top. Yeah. Right. Like if your parents are multimillionaires, you might be. But there's also a really good chance that you're going to be completely impoverished because you you didn't you, know, you grew up with it being easy and you can it's very easy to forget that hey like you know dad lived on beans and rice for eight years setting up his business when you're you know worth a hundred million dollars now um, and you'll see the children of celebrities collapse like this mm. all the time um, yeah so yeah it's 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 very dangerous so if you want to stabilize your ego and you absolutely should. The, the key to that is self-awareness. You know, it's an awareness of where you come from, but also the contribution of others to your success along the way. You know, like there's, there's, there's people that will say, oh, you didn't build that. And to some degree that's true, but a lot of times what they're actually saying is, is, is not, oh, you know, you should keep others in mind, but they're just saying you should have no pride whatsoever. So that, that's not accurate, but you should be looking at it and going, okay, I have an ecosystem of people around me that helped me get where I got. You know, my hard work mattered, but it would not have mattered without those people. Right. And, be, like, and have yeah, the gratitude I, of that. I, I used myself as an example earlier for, for the money. I'll use myself again. I mean, yeah, I I did put in a lot of work and effort. I was working a day job and then coming home and studying and learning to program in the evenings and stuff. But I wouldn't have been there without you and some of our other friends who were like guiding me along, pointing me in the right periodically way. buying you food. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you know, taking me I out to a dinner. Few times it was dicey. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and that that that's true. And like, it's not. Oh, hey, look at how great I am that I did this. It's hey, I had some really good friends who 
who got me on the right track, especially like, I mean, you remember the mental state that I was in at that point in time. And yeah, so it was, it was, but it also actually helped that mental state. I know it's, it's weird that deep level of focus, how that worked, but, but yeah. And that, that's the thing. Like you, you can't go, oh, I did it all me because there were people, even if, you know, even if you didn't have friends like Will who were able to help you that way, there are still people who were, who helped you along the way if you really look at it. Yeah. And I mean, I remember friends helping me, right? I mean, and that was, that was very, very useful. And, and so, you know, the other, the other part of this is you pass that on, which feeds back into the, the generosity thing from the previous uh, yeah. thing we talked it's about. All, this is all sort of build on each other. Um, yeah. It was, it was a really good talk, y'all, really. Um, and speaking of that, a, a quote from that, that, uh, that he said was, you can't grow yourself if you don't lower yourself. So if you think you are so high up here that, you know, you're, you're the best, you're the top. And, you know, if you don't lower yourself and go, you know what, I'm not the best, I can still do better. You're never going to do better. You're never going to get better because there's no better to get to. Well, I mean, and you and I've seen this even with, with podcasting, right? There's days where, you know, we've learned to quit doing this uh, in general, but there's days we've come in and we've been cocky. Yeah. Those episodes don't turn out well. No. I mean, it's, it's absolute poison. Whereas if you can go, Hey, look, I'm just a normal guy and come in here, you'll, you'll produce good content because you're now able to, well, for one thing, your ego is not in the way, you know, so it's not about you. It's about, it's about actually helping someone else. And it's, it's amazing how many things go in the same direction when you do that. So success (laughs) leads to (laughs) something obvious. Yeah. This one, this one was a, a, it's kind of funny because like the whole thing is about success, but the next one is success. Like the success actually causes you to not be successful. We kind of talked about that in the intro a little bit. Yeah. So it, it can become a hindrance to future success because when you constantly succeed, you forget what it's like to be not successful. The other thing it can do is it can trap you in a local optimum. So like you're successful in like you got to a certain point and it's like, okay, I got the middle management job, but I really want to own my own company. But now I'm making enough where I, if, if I'm going to jump to do that, that's 10 times harder than it would have been if I was entry level. Yeah. And, and success will definitely nail you like that. You know, you've got to, you've got to really watch getting stuck on local Optima. All it does is it makes it so that you're not familiar with or you're not willing to take the risks to do the things that got you to the point of being successful. Like using your example there, um, stepping away from a stable company and starting your own business, that is a big risk. And you're going to fail. Maybe not, oh, like, maybe not big, the whole business fails, but you're going to have failures. And it's not going to be absorbed by a larger organization. It's going to be absorbed by you. Right. Well, and it can even make you af- afraid to fail in a way that you can still recover from. Right. Right, because you just don't want to take the hit, and you know that's the the real thing, right? Because you've got a streak, and if you've got a streak, you don't want to break it. Oh yeah, I was talking to a friend of mine recently. He um, a couple of years ago he started his own business uh, doing lawn care, and he's a about a year or two older than you. But uh, he had been he had a really solid job um, in in design, like. Uh, he'd had several jobs, but designing um, 
signs and stuff like that, digital billboards, those sorts of things. Solid career doing that. And, you know, he just, he wanted to to break out on his own and started doing that on the side a little bit. It picked up. So his wife had a stable job. So he's like, all right, well, I'm going to start my own business. And we talked about it back when he started it. And those first few years were, were difficult. But I saw him, I saw him at church Sunday and I hadn't seen him in two or three months because this is a busy season for him. He's like, yeah, I'm turning clients down now. That's how busy he is. I'm like, dude, that's awesome. Like he's like, he, at first he was accepting anything and everything. And now he's like, you know what? I, I have my niche. I don't do that sort of thing. I can point you to people who do, but now he's developed that. And, but at first it was a struggle. He failed. He went, he went from a nice, cushy, not exactly office job because like he was driving around, but he had like a company truck. And he had air like conditioning. That. Yeah. To not to this. And it's just like, yeah, but he's so much happier. Let's get to the other side of it. That's, that's the case. Um, you know, but if he were wanting to try to grow his business further, he might be afraid of, of that risk again, right? Like Mm -hmm. this is something that comes back over and over again. Oh, it does. Yeah. So speaking of that risk, the stabilizer for success is drum roll, big surprise here, failure. You know, this doesn't have to be like huge, massive failure, but maybe like a risk that doesn't turn out or trying something new or learning how not to implement an idea. (laughs) Another brief example, Monday, as we're leaving from recording the video announcements on my lunch break, a creative director at church was like, hey, so your photos were really out of focus this weekend. So it's like, then like, and so I, I pause and I'm thinking like, thinking about the weekend and the photos I shot and stuff. And I'm like, all right, yeah, I was trying some new stuff and things like that. And I guess she thought she'd hurt my feelings because she was like, I only say this because they're always like so crisp and this is such a change from things. And I was like, yeah, I you know, I have a new lens. I was trying out some new techniques to see how they would work. And I'm not surprised that you know they didn't turn out because it was... We had two other photographers. And so I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to, this is a good safe place for me to risk because I've got two solid people doing it. I can, I can make some mistakes and fail a little bit here. And so like we had this conversation and she was like, oh, we let me know the next time you do that. Cause I seriously thought there was something wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm I mean, like, all right. Yeah. I should have told you ahead of time that I was doing that, but yeah. But see, there's there's an area I failed at that I didn't even know about because I think, oh yeah, hey, I should probably tell my director, hey, I'm I'm trying some new stuff because we've got people covering the rest of it. Well, and coordinate it with her. Yeah, yeah. Too, right? But if you're not failing at least some of the time, you're probably not pushing your boundaries very much. Mm-hmm. And you'll get comfortable and you won't grow. And eventually it will be where if you push your boundaries a little bit, like the emotional toll it takes on you will make you fail, even if Otherwise, everything else is fine. Like I've had that experience and you you don't want to do that. Like you always want to be getting to the edge at some, you know, in some area, not all of them at the same time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hey, I mean, I've gotten better about it. You're better at it. Yeah, that's I know. I know my limits and I like to ride right under them. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I, you know, 
Yeah. It, don't actually separate success from failure. Uh, look at them together. Your success is tied to what you learned from your failures previously. Mm-hmm. Like, don't, yeah. don't look at the failures as, hey, this is isolated from the success or vice versa because it's really a holistic type thing. It's like, yeah, I failed on the way to getting the success. And that was, you know, hopefully you can make your failures not necessarily intentional, but where you fail forward and you learn as you fail. Yeah. Absolutely. And it becomes part of the success. Failure teaches humility and resiliency and you know, resiliency is the theme. I know it's not in the title of this episode, but this episode pretty much is a resiliency episode. Yeah. Well, if you're successful all the time and you never fail, you have zero resiliency. Exactly. The first failure that you hit, you're not going to be ready for. Mm-hmm. And it's liable to be catastrophic because you'll be way overextended when it happens. Yes. Yeah. You don't want to let success get you too high so that you're, you think it's always going to be this great thing. But also, you don't want to allow your failures to get you so low. You're like, this isn't even worth it. Oh, my goodness. You know, you want to you stay stable, basically. Right. And you do that through, hey, you know, you keep from getting too high by having a few failures. Speaking of getting high uh, or being <laughs> put on a pedestal. Really speaking of getting high, that's kind of a strange way to put it. That, that, I was like, what in the world? I don't know where he's going with this one. But yeah, okay. well, <laughs> when, when you're successful, people will put you on a pedestal, even if you don't want them to, even if you don't feel like you deserve them to. It's just a, it's a thing people do. And the danger is in letting it get to your head when people do that to you. Yeah. Um, like if you write a book, people will react to that like you did something that is crazy hard and it's like, dude, it's not hard. You just type a long time with, and then you organize it. Yeah. I, um, I remember when I was younger, this was like right after college, right around college. I don't know. I, I was around this group of people and they're always talking about like, cause they had all come from, Oh, you know, really like down on themselves and stuff. So they were so used to building each other up. They started doing that to me when I started hanging out with them. And I'm like, oh, I'm really awesome. Pretty great, huh? This is. I know the group you're talking about, too, because yeah. I remember seeing that. And, and I, I don't know. I think my reaction in, in that situation was, no, nah, I don't deserve that. I don't, this, these people are weirding me out, man. Yeah. But yeah. Um, and I was like, man, that must be pretty great. And I let it go to my head. I was young. I guess, what, like 18, 19? You know, it was the first time I'd ever really been around anything like that and yeah it's uh yeah it does a number on you it was a hard fall when i uh i fell from that pedestal that i had let myself stay on yeah i mean you you know when somebody's putting you on a pedestal don't always look at that as a as a friendly act yeah Yeah. you know like if a farmer puts a turtle on top of a fence post that's not friendly yeah the thing is some some people they're going to look up to you and want to become successful like you or think that you're somehow special because of your success. Whereas others are going to want to tear you down just because you're successful. Not for any other reason than you're being successful. And by the way, you don't know which ones are which. That's true. That's the other fun thing. Um, that's something that we, you, know, you and I both have learned uh, to our sorrow to some degree over the mm-hmm. last eight or 10 years is there's people that sound like they're supporting you and they are not. And there's other people that sound like they're criticizing you and they also are not. Mm-hmm. 
you know, they're, they're wanting you to be better. And it's, it's really, it, it takes some time to get some discernment on that. So be, yeah. be really careful how you categorize because you're probably not right at least some percent of the time. You know, the stabilizer for being placed on a pedestal is service to others. You know, develop a love and enjoyment of helping other people, serving other people, pay it forward. You know, if you do have people that want to become ses- successful like you, show them how. Yeah. You know, that's some of the most rewarding stuff we've done is actually helping other developers. Yeah. I say we started this podcast to do that. And then we even, uh, before COVID, led the meetup group in person. And it was, it was definitely very, very good for that. And it's, it's like, you know, you've, we've got successful people in the community who are doing well in a variety of areas and they started with us. Yeah. Uh, you know, without really a whole lot of confidence or anything. It's not like we gave them confidence, but it's, it's more like we shared what we knew to kind of help them, you know, grow what they had. Guys, I will tell you, there is nothing more rewarding than working with someone and seeing them like start to grow and become successful. Yeah. I mean, it Even is, if they get more successful than you. Yeah, like we we know some people who started off coming to our meetup group who are more successful than us, and we're like, dude, go! That is awesome. Yeah, when you get rich, hire me. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're gonna have to be. <laughs> so, in his talk, John Maxwell said about elaborate in- introductions for speakers because you know he he's a big you know international speaker and stuff like that. It's like if you're that good, then you don't need an introduction. If you're right. bad, then it won't help. Right. So no matter what they say about you, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The the bottom line really is that you can't stop people from putting you on a pedestal. But when you get home, you need to be real. You need to take yourself off that pedestal. You know, and you got to do the, the same thing in reverse too. Like if everybody's crapping on you, go home and go, yeah, I don't really care about them. Yeah. Um, you know, tr- try to base your judgment of yourself based on reality and not based on what other people tell you it is. Right. So... The final area, and it kind of relates, um, is entitlement. This is basically the other side of being placed on a pedestal. It's when you place yourself there. When you feel that you deserve the praise and admiration for being successful. The, I'm awesome. Look at me. Look how great I am. It, it kind of ties in with the, the ego a little bit. But this is more the I deserve it versus I feel it. Right. Or I don't have to work every day for this anymore. I can right. coast. Mm-hmm. Right. And you'll see people get into development jobs and do that. You know, especially once they get, like I've seen plenty of senior devs do this. You know, they get that senior dev position and then you just coast for like five years. And then you get downsized and it's horrendous trying to get the next job because you're behind. Yeah. But entitlement is when you feel like you deserve to be successful because of your past successes, not because of the work you're putting in on your future success. And that that's really, um, it's really a dangerous place to, to get to ever. The stabilizer for entitlement, similar to how uh, self-awareness is the stabilizer for ego, for entitlement, it is gratitude. And a paraphrase, this isn't an exact quote, but a paraphrase of what, uh, what John said in the talk was, I deserve and I serve don't go together. Right. Um, you know, if, if you have that that mentality that uh, I don't say that heart for, but like that uh, that understanding that hey, it wasn't just me; it was other people who helped me got along, and you were thankful and you were wanting to show appreciation for that. 
you're not going to have this problem of feeling like you deserve to be where you are. Right. Well, and, and the other thing there too, is your success from serving people looks different than your success from feeling like, like you deserve something, right? Like if you are a positive contributor to an ecosystem, whatever that happens to be, you're still going to be successful, but it's going to be driven around the service that you provide. People will be like, hey, look, this dude helps a lot and he knows a lot because you're also going to learn a ton. Yeah, that's true. So if you start to feel like you deserve success, do something that you no longer have to do because you've moved past it to really feel the thankfulness of where you are. You know, like you and I have talked to plenty of people that are at a point in their career where they feel like they're too good to do X. Yeah. You know, they'll skip bugs on the board because those are too easy for them. Mm-hmm or they're beneath their notice, or it's on old tech, or, you know, it's something they don't specialize in. Like, try to avoid that. I mean, I get that you do need to specialize to some degree and go, let me do the things that are going to make me grow, but that doesn't have to be all the things. And you know, don't be too good to do something like that. Let me let me give you guys an example of one of my coworkers. He will be the first to admit that he is not a front-end developer. He has no desire to be a front-end developer. Uh, he has like, I think he's got a degree in engineering and physics and, you know, knows backend code and code circles around me when it comes to, uh, to SQL and stuff like that. Like he knows that stuff inside and out struggles when it comes to angular and stuff like that. But we're on a team together, like, um, and he was leading the back end. I was leading the front end while I was away on my mission trip. They kind of, he, they got caught up on the back end stories and they needed help on the front end. He didn't go, you know what? I'm not a front end developer. I'm not going to do this. I'll go do something else. No, you know what he did? He jumped in and he struggled and he made mistakes. And when I got back, we hopped on a call a few times and he was like, Hey, so how, how would you have done this? You know? And it's like, Someone who's been a software developer longer than Will has. <laughs> I make Will sound so old by saying that. That's the definition of old fart right there. <laughs> yeah, but like, no, seriously, because, and, and that's that, you know, that lack of entitlement, that lack of, hey, you know, because he does, he's, he's there, he's successful. He knows what he's doing when it comes to that stuff. But it's like, hey, you know, he'll jump in and the smallest thing, I'm like, you know what? I've been doing it that long. I want to be that way too. Yeah, I really do. Yeah. If you lose touch with where you were, then you're going to lose focus on where you're going. And you're not going to be able to keep it up. You know, like the guy that gets his first middle management job is a prime example of that, right? And he's like, you know, riding herd on on, on the team and getting on everybody's case. It's like, you hated that six months ago when you were in that spot. Like, remember that. That's really good. So guys, there are a lot of things that success creates that basically can prevent future success. You know, and the counter to the many is the one thing. What you want to do is create a personal definition of success and really make it personal. Other people may try to define success for you, but it's not them who are walking the path and taking the risks to be successful. You're the one doing that, so you are the one who determines what success is for you. When you do reach your goals and become successful, don't let that success hinder you from future success. 
watch out for these areas and stabilize your success. Create those feedback loops so that you're able to continue and grow in it. And that's pretty much all we got. If you have a question or comment, please email us at neckbeards at completedeveloperpodcast.com. Our theme music is an excerpt from Standby for Titanfall by Pure Bells, available on SoundCloud and licensed through Creative Commons. For references, show notes, and extra tips and insights, be sure to check out the website at completedeveloperpodcast.com. Help us make the show possible by supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash completedeveloperpodcast. You'll get extras, including a weekly aftercast where we discuss the topic of the week and bonus material with some of our patrons. You can also follow us on Twitter at CompleteDevPod, like our page on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram to keep up with news about the show. Join the conversation anytime via Slack by signing up at slack.completedevelopernetwork.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time.